this is not a sermon um, in the way in which we normally do sermons. If you've been around Unison for for a while, every once in a while, we have a heart talk, (laughs) right? So the difference between a sermon and a heart talk, the sermon is there's a portion of scripture that we kind of dive into, we dig in, what is the Lord saying to us through that? But a heart talk really is, um, it, it covers a wide kind of swath of scripture, primarily because the Holy Spirit is speaking to us right now about something that as a family, we need to know about, right? So it is, so I call it a heart talk because it is a talk to us as a family from the heart of God, right? So it's a little different. The rhythm is a little bit different. Um, but it was, it's important that we know what's happening and that we're able to receive what's happening. So we'll, there is, so the primary text is the Bible. <laughs> but we'll also be spending quite a bit of time looking at Ecclesiastes. Uh, it's a season's heart talk. If um, some years ago, uh, we did a sermon series about seasons, about the seasons of our soul and what's going on in our um, lives and how that is, I guess, in some ways re- reflective of what's going on in our soul, what God is doing in us at that time in our life. Uh, and so if you've been here, you've heard much of this. But if you've not been here, this is new for you. And but the prayer is that it becomes a tool in our spiritual health. That's the whole point. It's a tool in our spiritual health. Uh, I want you to see the definition of season as Merriam-Webster would give it to us. It's a time characterized by a particular circumstance or feature, right? That's That shouldn't feel brand new to us, but it's important that we hold on to that. Merriam-Webster is not the writer of Scripture, (laughs) but that definition is important as we process what's happening in this heart talk. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 says this, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to harvest. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to cry and a time to laugh. A time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to turn away. A time to search and a time to quit searching. A time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear down, and a time to mend, a time to be quiet, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. That is Solomon talking to Israel. But If we were to be honest with our lives, not what we hope for, but honest with our lives, we would say that that rhythm is played out in our lives too. There's, while I would hope for always a time to dance, (laughs) there's sometimes a time to mourn. And if I'm not careful, 
to recognize what time it is, my expectation positions me for disappointment. Right? That's really why Solomon is talking like this is that we need to be able to understand what the season is so our expectation is appropriate for whatever time we're in. So I'm not grieving when I should be dancing, right? So I'm not quiet when I should be speaking. I've been in that space. I'm not speaking when I should be quiet. I've been in that space too. All the extroverts in the room, we know, <laughs> we know, <laughs> so we, lots of times where we should have been quiet. <laughs> but that's not the only place in scripture where we kind of get this idea of seasons. And we're, and we're going to go in a not different direction, but. We're going to really begin to kind of talk about seasons in just a minute. But Genesis chapter 8 has some things going on in it that I just want us to see this one verse. Because in Michigan, we get a lot of seasons. We get all four of them and then some halves, too. (laughs) And and naturally, right? So... (laughs) I want us to see this. God says this in Genesis chapter 8, 22. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. And then Romans chapter 1, verse 20 says this. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky through everything God made. They can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. Here's why those two verses are important for where we're going. God says that the seasons are not going anywhere as long as the earth remains. He also says in Romans that that which happens naturally points to some of the character and value of God. So as we start processing seasons, and those of us who are Michiganders, We're about to start to look at how the seasons of the earth, particularly Michigan's climate, helps us to understand some things going on seasonally in our soul. That's that's the whole premise of where we are, right? So I want you to see this picture because the first season we're going to talk about is spring. There's a spring in the earth and a spring in our soul. And most of the times when we think of spring, we think of Things budding, we think of things growing, but this next picture is also a reality. That's also spring. See, y'all know, spring is not just pretty. In the earth, it's a time of conflict because there's frozen ground and things trying to bud up through it. There is snow that is honestly disgusting. And if you look at the, like, there's little pieces of trash, <laughs> right? There's always little pieces of trash, right? <laughs> Stuff that was there since October that they couldn't get quite before the snow fell, okay? And, they need, and it just shows up, like... <laughs> Around March, it's like you get three months worth of garbage on an ugly snow heap, 
That happens in our souls too. It's okay. Spring is, yes, a time of growth, but it's most often a time of conflict first. And if in our lives we begin to see conflict over and over again and conflict in our relationships, conflict in our job, and it's not uniquely connected to anything that we've done. It's just everywhere around me there is something that's in conflict. The first question that I would ask myself is, am I, might I be in a spring? The conflict is not there because it's not, because you've done something wrong. The conflict is there because honestly, that's the only place where growth actually happens. Growth doesn't happen when we're all good. Even though I want to have a season of just dancing, there really is no growth in my life without discomfort. And the conflict serves to really, this, is, this feels bad, but we just have to be able to embrace it. The conflict serves to bring me to a space of vulnerability. Because if I'm not vulnerable, I'm not receptive to the Lord. That's just the truth. In spring, we cry a lot more than we do in any other soul season. I like to say that's like the snow melting. But here's also another challenge. If we fight that happening in us, we get what we've had this last week, wearing flip-flops and snow boots. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Listen. Listen, I told you, we get half seasons too, where it starts off at 70 degrees, and then like, <laughs> then a day later, it undropped by 50 degrees. D listen, Michigan. Some of us, we do that in our souls too. Some of us, we do that in our souls. We're fighting the season trying to make it something that it's not. And if we would actually just embrace the conflict that's happening, it doesn't make it feel better. But we feel a lot less like this. And if we would surrender to what's happening, I want to also make sure that we also know this is, there's sometimes we got conflict in our lives because we're being disobedient. That's not a season. That's a, that's a consequence, <laughs> right? That's okay, too. I'm talking when, you've, when you have, it feel like it comes out of nowhere. If you've been walking with the Lord for a while, you know that feeling where it just feels like it comes out of nowhere and nothing is going the way it should. The first question we should ask ourselves, is this a spring in my soul? Because if I can settle that it's a spring in my soul, then I'll stop asking God to, to take away the conflict. Because here's the thing, if it's a spring in your soul, God's not taking away the conflict. That's not his will at that moment. That's not what time it is. It's a time for conflict. And it's a time for me to surrender to it as opposed to fighting against it. And then... As that happens in my life, then growth happens. Growth doesn't happen before the conflict. It only happens after. 
the buds begin after the conflict. Because we also in Michigan know what happens if buds happen before the conflict is done. Frost. We start losing fruit. (laughs) We start losing things that are supposed to be growing. So surrender to the conflict first. So that which grows after it has breath and freedom to actually begin to blossom. The next season of our life is summer, and we love summer in Michigan. Listen, we, all of us by default, live in the wrong state because we love summer so much, but we get so much of other things. (laughs) By, By default, like we get like two months of summer, like if that, on a good year, And that's not necessarily true of our souls. (laughs) But we enjoy the fun of summer. There's actually a beautiful thing about summer, even in our spirit and our souls. If just like in our natural summer, there's warmth, there's life, there's excitement. There's warmth and life and excitement in our souls summer as well. That's where we feel like we're embracing the presence of God more frequently. We feel like we're hearing from God. Those of us who hear from God in dreams, you feel like you're dreaming all the time. (laughs) Those of us, you be driving down the street and you feel like the Lord is just randomly talking. Okay, what you got to say, Jesus? Like Summer is this time of excitement in my soul. But I also want us, if we don't recognize what's happened, we miss the opportunity to be, to be intentional. Summer is also a time for this next picture, weeding. Miss Julia knows that. <laughs> Summer is not just a time to go to the pier. It's not just a time. If you're going to protect what has grown in the spring from being choked out, that happens in the summer. If we are, so that's where it's intentional to protect and continue to cultivate most of the pruning in our lives will happen in the summer. Because there are other things trying to grow too. (laughs) Because of all, it's a, our soul has just gone through this time of defrost, It's vulnerable in the spring, vulnerable to more than just the Holy Spirit. Vulnerable to more than just, listen, if we're going to talk, if we're going to believe that there's a Holy Spirit, then we also have to believe there's some not Holy Spirits too. (laughs) And our soul in that moment is vulnerable to more than just the Holy Spirit, and receiving yes from the Holy Spirit, but also need to be intentional because there's other spirits trying to get weeds in there too. And if I'm not intentional, I'm out on the pier enjoying time with Jesus and some not Holy Spirits. (laughs) Some of y'all are like, oh, this is getting weird. It is weird. (laughs) It is. It's okay. Weird is, look, Jesus has been doing weird for a long time. <laughs> Genesis through Revelation is weird if you really look at it. <laughs> We're vulnerable in the summer 
we're not protecting ourselves the same way we do in other parts of the year. We're wearing shorter clothes, and our souls are doing the same, and it's good. We need to be vulnerable. So I'm not saying that's for you to, for you to be afraid. I'm saying that so that you can be wise, because when you're in a spiritual summer enjoying the presence of the Lord, we also need to be careful to be weeding out things that don't belong in this garden. Then fall comes. And I intentionally put this picture of harvest. Most of us don't grow things. <laughs> the, most, the most that we see in terms of vegetables is at a grocery store. And if you're like me, it's on your porch because DoorDash brings them now. <laughs> Um, so that's how I harvest. Like, go get the stuff off the porch, kids. <laughs> Listen, it's harvested. It is a time of harvest. There's been a lot of work that has happened in the summer, if we're intentional. It's a lot of work that has happened in the summer. A lot of growth that has happened in the spring, if we have surrendered to the conflict that the Lord is bringing in that moment to help me grow, then there is fruit and vegetables, so to speak, that are now ready to be harvested. And it is a time of celebration in our soul. I think most of us think about summer as a time of celebration because we've been locked up in the house in the winter. But the fall is actually, in our soul, a time of celebration. It's when you're most reflective with the Lord. It's like, God, you did that. Man, oh, man, that was good. You brought me over that? Ooh, man, that was good. Thank you, Lord. It's a time in our life where our praise is the most robust. Because we've seen what God has done in our lives. In a moment of transparency, which is not really a moment, because, y'all, if you've been here long enough, you know that's just every Sunday. I'm in a fall. <laughs> My soul is in a fall. And I remember when the Lord, when, at the beginning of this fall, the Lord said, I also plant things in the fall too, which made me feel, man, I just wanted to celebrate. <laughs> Garlic is planted in the fall. So are tulips. All these perennial things that will just keep over and over and over again budding. With, yeah, you got a weed, but there's not much you have to do to keep planting them. They get planted in the fall. I was like, really? <laughs> I'm in a time in my life where, and this is the, the, the visual that I keep having spiritually, is I got this basket and I'm just picking up carrots. I don't know why harvest to me looks like carrots. I don't know. I really don't. But that's just what's in my mind. I just see carrots. Like, so I'm just picking up carrots. And then there's the Holy Spirit behind me, like, putting things in the ground. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> so I keep turning around. You got to take care of that, too. I'm like, but I'm getting the carrots. Take care of this, too. That's really fall. It really is. There are other things that the Holy Spirit is planting in the fall that actually become a part of our character. So think about that. In our time of celebration, the Lord is also building our character Amen. of things that will just blossom and bloom simply because they're there. Yeah. 
Oh, our souls look like that. Our souls look like that. And if we're not intentional to see that happening, we miss it. We miss. And ultimately what we're doing is we're missing an opportunity to praise God for changing me in a way in which is reflective of his character. We're just missing an opportunity because it's going to be there, but we're missing an opportunity to be be intentional in our praise. In the last season, the one, some of us love it. Some of us love it. Listen, I know it's controversial. Some of us love it. (laughs) Some of us, we out there building snow people and making snow angels. (laughs) And some of us are like, God, if you would just please melt the snow. And (laughs) like, oh, look, I mean, and if you're my wife, you got a heater, a heated blanket, footies, a snuggie. (laughs) Just holding on until it's done, basically. Just, oh, God. Winter is a time of actually rest in the earth, which we don't actually talk about spiritually. We see our soul development up and to the right, like it's a, like it's a graph in terms of somebody's business, right? And that's not it. Our souls need rest too. If creator God can take a nap, <laughs> so can we, <laughs> right? We don't need, so what ends up happening in the winter is we are fighting against this idea that our souls need to rest, and really, it's just a time of intimacy with God. That really is what this—that's what winter is for in our soul. It's a time to snuggle up with Jesus. <laughs> it's not a time for seeing growth. And so some of us, we start getting anxious about the fact that, oh, maybe, maybe I've walked away from God. Did I sin yesterday, and is that why I'm not growing? Or is something going on in my life that I'm not aware of? Did I all of a sudden bring in an idol, and we start trying to do inventory in our life when really the Holy Spirit is like, just take a nap, boo. Like, just go to sleep. You're fine. We're good. That's what this season is. If we're not aware of what time it is, our expectation is off. Some of us are in the middle of the winter begging God for revelation. That will come in the summer. It's not time for revelation. Some of us are in the middle of the winter struggling because we're expecting something from God that he's not going to do in the winter. And what we should be expecting from God in that moment is just chill, to breathe. Thank you, God, that you love me so much that neither one of us have to perform right now. (laughs) You don't owe me anything. I don't owe you anything in terms of this moment. I'm good. We just get to be. That is the time in our life where we are simply affirming our faith in God. This is the time where we actually get most anxious. It's the time where we get most anxious and naturally, 
It is. It's the time where we naturally get most anxious because we get stir crazy. Because <laughs> it's all dark early and it's dark early, <laughs> right? <laughs> like you only get like five hours of sunshine <laughs> and no warmth. <laughs> and we're like ready to do something. That's not untrue of our souls too. But I think if we allow ourselves to embrace what's happening, then we can settle that in us too. We can, we can just say, the fact that I'm praying is good for my faith. I don't need to pray longer. The fact that I'm praying is good. What, Chase? No, it's okay. That's what winter is for. Winter isn't for pressing in deeper. Winter is for embracing what is. Thank you, God. What season am I in? Unlike the earth, we don't all, we're not all in the same season at the same time. <clears throat> in Michigan, we're in the same season at the same time. But in this room, we're all in different seasons. Amen. That's okay. Amen. That's okay. The beauty of that actually is for those of us who are in a season of, of fall, of harvest, and for people who are in that springtime, in this conflict, in this struggle, we get to be encouragement to those people who are in struggle. <laughs> right? right? We get to tell them, hold on. Right. I've already come through the spring. I've already come through the summer. I know I can see the buds on your life. Woo! Right? As opposed to, let's just go pray hard that it stops. We can maturely say, just hold on, sister. Hold on, bro. I know it's not easy right now. Let's pray that God would give you the joy that you need to make it through this conflict season. Because the summer is coming. Right? That's a part. That's the beauty of us getting to do this together. If we're all in the same season, then winter is really challenging. Spring is very challenging. And quite honestly, we might not also work as intentionally as we need to in the summer. And we might not turn around to take care of the garlic in the fall. Because we're just in each other's momentum. But if we're intentional to do our fellowship the way that we should, then we get to maturely acknowledge this is, this, I, this is the season I think you're in. Not in a predictive, prophylying kind of way, but just uh, <laughs> seems like you're in a lot of conflict. Might be in the spring. Let's pray about that. This is not explicitly said in Scripture. That's not the point of this. That's why it's a heart talk. <laughs> it's not explicitly said in Scripture. But there's enough that happens in Scripture and enough patterns of believers of God for us to apply this tool so that we're not disappointed with God because we're asking for something that's not in that season. Right? This is a tool for us. That's all we need to, to, to really take this as a tool. What season am I in? 
actually would encourage us to the next time we if we have time in prayer alone with God to just like God help me see what season I'm in. Particularly if this tool resonates with you, help me see what season I'm in, God. And then, Lord, help me to live in that season in a way that brings glory to you. I want to pray. And then we can head out. Father, God, we thank you that you show us yourself and your values and your character and who you are. God, yes, in your word. But also, Lord, you write yourself all over your creation. <laughs> you do. Even to the point where if we lose the Bible, we still can find you. This is your wisdom to write yourself on your creation. We get to be bearers of your image and creation as a whole gets to carry your values. And we accept that. And so, Lord, as we process this idea of what seasons we are in, God, allow that to settle into who we are. Lord, if we are in a spring, give us your grace to lean into it, to not fight it, but to lean in, knowing and anticipating that this is a time where I will grow. I've been asking for growth. I've been wanting to be closer to you, and now it's coming. If I'm in a summer, help me to not forget to carefully protect that which is growing in me. Help me to not be ignorant to the spirits that also want to engage with me in a vulnerable time. If I'm in a fall, help me to rightfully celebrate all that you have done in and through me. But also, God, give be grace to remember that that is a time in which you are building character in me. And lastly, Father, if we are in a winter, give us discipline to rest. To not push up needless mountains. To not look for revelation but to simply be in you, abide in you during that time. All this, is, God, is for your glory, that we, would, that we would follow you more intently. That's all what this is, God, so that we will follow you more intentionally, God. Give us grace to do so. We love you, God. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.